Welcome to Shape by Faith with your host, Teresa Rowe. To find out more about Shape by Faith and Teresa Rowe, please visit shapebyfaith.com or visit the YouTube channel, Facebook, or Instagram. And now, here is Teresa Rowe. Welcome to Shape by Faith. We shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. I have a special guest with me today, and it is Thanksgiving weekend, and um, Robin, my hubby, is my guest today. So welcome to Shape by Faith, Robin. And thank you for allowing me to be a part of your program. (laughs) You are so welcome. Now, here's the thing. Um, Robin just went through cataract surgery. So this is like the day after. And so he may be a little groggy, but I told him he'd be great, right? You did tell me that, but I think this is a way for you to just even things out. Not really. Okay. Robin, this, this entire show is about gratefulness okay and thanksgiving and so you know i've had so many people reach out to me and say um why don't you do a podcast with robin because they like the little videos that we put up on social media although you don't enjoy doing those and uh you're better when i just start the camera and say here we go is that right that is true yeah yeah so here we go um, so today's show, we're going to talk about thankfulness. And so uh, giving thanks always and for everything to God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's out of the book of Psalms 150, verse 6. And so there's so many scriptures that talk about giving thanks and, and giving praise to the Lord and be joyful always. But that's kind of hard sometimes, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, this has been a tough year. Uh, lost mom this year in April. Uh, but even in that uh, sad circumstance, it it rekindled the relationship I had with my sister. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, we have really enjoyed being around each other more and uh, resolving some of the past uh, uh, questions or or doubts or not understanding or misunderstandings that there had been. And uh, we've, we've really, uh, we've benefited from mom passing and we benefited from her living, of course. But, you know, it's hard for families this time of the year, like with your mother just passing. And, you know, every time Sunday rolls around, we would visit her after church, go over there and and visit with her. And uh, I miss those times. And, I know it's really hard for families this time of the year. Yes, absolutely. And I think about folks that uh, in our community that have lost loved ones recently, and I'm thinking their first Thanksgiving without that family member, it's going to be hard. And, uh, and that's why we as a community, we have to kind of circle around them and, and, and be the hands and feet of Jesus. And how do we do that? We remember them. We call them. We visit them. We bring them a pie. We uh, we do those things that show them that we're still remembering and caring about them in this difficult time for them. Can we pick up a pie and bring it? We don't have to make it, right? Oh, hopefully, in our case. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've been married 28 years. Can you believe that? 28 years. Yes. You said that with some zest. Is that out of joy or frustration? Well, of course it is. No, no. But I mean, 28 years is a lot of Thanksgiving, a lot of Thanksgiving memories. So do you have a special memory? I can't remember what I did yesterday 
Right. Let alone 28 years ago. Well, they all kind of run together. I, I will admit that. But we've always hosted our family in our home. Gosh, ever since we got married, I was 32, young pup. You were 39. And um, we got together with the family members. Yeah. What are you going to say? Nothing. Go I'm ahead. Not, I'm not going to say I can, anything. Yes, I can tell. Uh, no, uh, I am uh, stumbling along under the influence of verse said 24 oh, come hours on. ago. You're, that's out of your system. You've had a gazillion cups of coffee. You're fine. Okay. Whatever you say, dear. No, I'm, I mean, but we've had some great Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Uh you know, I can remember those first ones when all the children were there. Yes. And it was uh, quite the experience. Like a circus. Circus is a good, good, <laughs> good word. Yeah. One thing you and I have always done in our marriage from the get-go is laugh. And, and laughter is, is such good medicine for the heart and for the soul. I mean, we've always found something to laugh about, even in the very difficult times and sad times. Uh, I mean, I, I've lost my father um, in the process of, you know, while, while we were married and you've lost your mother, you've lost your father. So there's been some times um, in our life that have been really sad, uh, really challenging. Of course, with all the children, oh my gosh. Yeah. Some of us, some of them, I should say, really giving us a run for our money. We're not going to name any. No. <laughs> we better not. <laughs> but they're scattered to the four corners of the earth now. And it, yeah, it, but they could be hearing this, you know. Uh, no, no, so. I'm not. No, I'm not saying that. Yeah. But they have they have succeeded in spite of early difficulties. You know, they grew up, you know. It took you several years to grow up. Oh, come on. Having a blended family is a challenge in itself. I mean, it's a good thing we didn't even think about it before right. we got married. Right. I mean, blending seven children together. I mean, that seven was very wow. opinionated children. Very strong willed. Oh. Every single one of them. Yes, absolutely. There's probably only one out of the seven that is uh, isn't that strong-willed child. They're they're wanting to please people, um, more soft-hearted. Would you say? Okay, maybe not. <laughs> I'm trying. I was just trying to figure out which of the seven that you were talking about. Okay, they're all strong-willed, but there's one that's not as strong-willed as all the rest. Okay. 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 All right. So um, what's your favorite food on Thanksgiving? I could I could tell the listeners what your favorite food is every day of the week, which has to do with pasta, anything pasta. But on Thanksgiving, what do you like that I actually make? Robin, come on. I was trying to think. Really? <laughs> uh, I'm not a big turkey person. So, uh, you know, I guess it's your ham. Uh, it's pretty outstanding. Thank you very much. Really? Really? Is there any, there, you like other things. Oh, I like the green bean bundles. They are awesome. Because they have bacon wrapped around them. Well, you can't go wrong with bacon. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about that favorite salad that I make for different oh, holidays? Oh, the dump salad. Let's not call it the dump salad, Robin. Uh, well, 
the the cherry delight. Okay, cherry right. delight with pecans. It has to have pecans. Oh, the chopped up pecans. Oh yeah, they're awesome. They're awesome. Okay, so you help me out a lot on Thanksgiving. I mean, you're not one just to sit in the chair and watch football. I mean, you're always willing to help out, and I really appreciate that. And I'm grateful for you, and I'm thankful that you're a husband that. You know, you work just as hard as I do is putting these uh, get togethers together and they take a while. I mean, it takes almost like two full days to get the tables ready, to get the food lined up and, and the planning of it all and the peeling of the 10 pounds of potatoes. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah. I don't have anything to add to that, Teresa. It is a challenge. And by the time we go back to work on Monday, we're too tired to go back to work on Monday. Well, I, I think we want everything to be really nice for the family. Sure. And I want the grandchildren especially uh, to experience a nice sit-down meal with their grandparents and their cousins and their parents. And I, I think that's real important. You know, when when I was little, sitting down at the table um, was important to our family. Oh yes, it was a time of of reverence mm -hmm. and respect, yeah. and, and loving one another, and right. listening to each other talk about how thankful they were for this or that in their life. Uh, yeah, it's that generational gratitude education. Uh, very good. You know, and and. Our parents expected us to be respectful. I mean, there is no way we talk back to them. If we did, boy, you better watch out for that. Yeah. 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 Better watch out. Yeah. You would be in a secure room for several hours. <laughs> That's true. They taught us to respect, to respect them and to respect authority. So we're going to take a quick break here. You're going to hang around so you can... Uh, be with me in the next few seconds. Oh, it's just what I live for. Yay. Yay. Okay. Stay tuned for more Shape by Faith and uh, the Robin and Teresa show coming up next. Welcome back to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. Right, Robin? Right, Teresa. My husband is on with me today, and we are talking about being grateful and being thankful. And this is Thanksgiving mm -hmm. weekend. And um, I'm just grateful for you, honey. <laughs> I am. I am. I feel the love. All right. We talked about in the first segment, you know, how important it is to laugh and even laugh at our mishaps and, and things that we've been through. And now we can be lighthearted about it. I think sure. it's good to be able to not take yourself so seriously at times. Well, I think, I think part of, Taking ourselves seriously. Uh, this is serious, isn't it? Yes, it is. Very serious. Uh, I think that part of, uh, of being a family is knowing when to take things seriously and when to let up a little bit and love one another. Do you think because, we do that? Yeah, absolutely. When we can, you know, get past the pain, the suffering, and the tears. Uh, we try. We, we try. try. You know, in that first segment, we were talking about when we were growing up, in our parents' homes, that the dinner table uh, was a place where we all gathered together every single night and on holidays. And in my home, it was also at breakfast time. We uh, did not have lunch, but we had breakfast and dinner. You know, I'm thankful mm -hmm. that we had food. 
except for the liver and onions. I'm like, my mom, I mean, she knew I hated liver, onions, and lima beans. Is there a food that you don't like? Cantaloupe. Uh, that was that was a challenge for me. It it seemed that my dad loved it, yeah. and it was always on the dinner table uh, when it was in season. And uh, my mother would would just like force it down my throat, and, and I I just couldn't take it. But it was the, the the smell, the texture, the sliminess of the cantaloupe. Wow. I just didn't like it. Well, everyone has their yeah, it's exactly. And uh, but anyway. I used to get in trouble because, oh, and I also did not like green peas because of the texture and the, I thought they were slimy and grody, but we had to eat the majority of everything on our plate. Now, my mother did not overfill our plates whatsoever, very small portions. And if we wanted more, we'd have to ask permission to have more. Okay. So, um, I would beg, I would beg her, can I just have two peas, please? <laughs> and she'd give me a spoonful, a smaller spoonful, but a spoonful. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And so when she wasn't looking, I would quickly scoop them into my little hands and stuff them in my pockets. But the thing is, as a child, you don't think about, I better get these out of my pants, you know, um, I, I didn't think about that at times. And so I always got caught because yes. they went through the wash machine. Yes. Your sin was found out. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Absolutely. But nowadays, oh though, think about it. When the grandkids come over, we're planning out the meal and we're figuring out, okay, now he likes this and yes. she likes that. And what are we going to do about him? Because he doesn't like anything. And, oh, it's ridiculous. But I guess that's part of grandparenting. I think. As grandparents, that's okay. I think as a parent, if I were a parent in today's world, that would be so challenging. It really would be. Um, but I think I would still stick to some basic rules like no sweets before dinner. You know, you're not going to snack and graze all day long. We're going to have this meal, this meal, this meal, or two meals or whatever. And you know, you're going to eat, you're going to try some of these different foods. I I wouldn't force them down their throat. Um, if, if they said to me, mom, I, I don't care for that food. And we had that conversation uh, with our kids when they were younger. And I think we both explained to them, we understand that, but give it a try. You know, we just wanted them to taste it. And later in life, we told them that they would acquire taste for different foods that they didn't like when they were kids. And I think they've all found that out to be true, but we didn't allow our kids to have like 10 cookies before a meal on our way to grandmother's house or whatever. Um, we made sure that, you know, hopefully they were hungry yeah, and that they were respectful. We made them sit at the dinner table till everyone was finished. Yeah. I feel like that's a sign of respect. What was important um, as a parent to me, as far as the kids and table manners and etiquette, since I used to teach that for a living out in Omaha, Nebraska, I wanted them to know um, how to set a table that the fork goes to the left, the knife goes to the right, you know, the napkin goes on the lap, um, the water glass goes over to the right. I, I wanted them to know all those basic things so that when they went to someone else's home, they would know. 
And when they got older, they would know. And uh, I think, you know, I think for the most part, most of them remember. Absolutely. We were just trying to help them not embarrass themselves when they went to a public setting. Right. Right. And and some of them took that with a a grain of salt, but some of them really uh, adopted that in their life. Right. Don't put your elbows on the table. Um, when you're eating, because that is so rude, keep one hand down on your lap on that napkin. And we're trying to teach that little by little to the grandchildren, but it seems like the world has changed so much that kids are involved in so many activities that those activities take up the time where dinner would, you know, yeah, and be. they're not at the table when they're eating dinner. No, they're, they're all the scattered. Go to different places and doing different things. Maybe not eating a, a, a family dinner till Saturday or Sunday. Right. But I, I do believe we're trying to impress upon the grandchildren that it's important to gather the family together on special occasions and to sit at that table until everyone's finished. Now, I can see a toddler, you know, like a two-year-old, um, and let them down from the table, let them go play. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a stickler, you know, like that, but I, I'm right. talking about at the age of reason, you know, four or five years old and up, they should be able to also have some conversation at that table. Absolutely. But it also, it's teaching them a little bit of discipline so that they can uh, participate with the other children and adults and right. learn about the history of the family uh, and laugh about the stories, some of the things that have happened. Uh, it was fun. Yeah. Liked it. Yeah. We've got some jokesters in our family. I can think of one in particular. You know how I always have some type of theme going on on the main dining room That's table. True. And I always find things missing. Yes. Like that night after they're all gone, or maybe I'll find something under my pillow. You know, <laughs> I, I think that's that's funny, too, that I think we do have a good time. Um, You know, the Lord says to give thanks in all things. And I think uh, we should be doing that. But for me, it's challenging when times are really tough. What about you? Well, absolutely. But I think that's when the Lord is of. uh That's who we call on when times get tough. We call on the Lord. Sometimes we don't call on him enough and it it becomes a a bigger challenge to us if we haven't already had that relationship with Mm -hmm. the Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, one of my favorite things that we do as a family, not only on Thanksgiving, but anytime we get together, which is monthly because with seven kids and I don't know, we've got over... We've got a lot of grandchildren, but um, when we get together, I love before we even sit down and have the meal together, we gather around in the kitchen in a circle. We hold one another's hands and um, you lead us in prayer. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a special time. And I, I think that's also teaching the grandchildren that we should come together and be grateful and be thankful. So like on birthdays, you're always you know, mentioning the the person that we're celebrating their, you know, their birthday, or you're mentioning Christ on Christmas and the importance of remembering Christ and everything that we do. So I think it's important to 
do something like that. It doesn't have to be exactly like that, but but something that you do together as a family. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that time on on uh, birthday weekends when we have that celebration is so special. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Robin and Teresa show coming up next. Welcome back to Shape by Faith. Robin is my guest today on Shape by Faith, and you've done it very well. Cool. It's such an honor, such an honor. Being sarcastic, Robin, I mean, seriously, I guess I'm thankful that for your sarcasm because you keep me laughing. You keep me on my toes. You absolutely do. Okay, I need to ask you a question here. I don't think sure. I've asked you any questions, or maybe I have. Um, who would you write a thank you card to if they were still living, and and what would it be about? Well, that's a good question. Uh, you know, my grandfather, he, he died when I was pretty young, maybe 12 years old. Mm-hmm. He was very faithful of taking me fishing. Oh. And uh, he loved to fish. He had been retired for for most of my life. So he was always available to take me fishing. And I remember on one occasion that he took me and my father uh, fishing out to this lake that I'd never been to before. And I had caught a tin can. Uh, on, uh, I had hooked a tin can and, and drug it to the shore, but inside that tin can was a, uh, uh, was a, a crawfish. Oh. So I took that crawfish and put it on a line and a hook and I tied the line to a tree uh-huh. and I threw it out. It didn't go 10 feet into the water. And my dad looked at me and laughed at me and told me, he said, what do you think you're doing? And I said, I'm going to catch a fish. And uh, it wasn't long. So that tree branch was was waving like uh, me waving to my dad saying, see, I told you so. I told you so. And uh, there I drug in this big white perch of about, oh, three pounds. And he looked at me. And if I could have a thank you note and write him a note and said, see, dad, sometimes you just got to believe in yourself and then laugh real big in the card. I think uh, the facial expression he had was just precious to me. Oh, that's special. I don't know about that. No, it, it was. It Thanks was, for sharing that. Well, it was a good time. It was a very good time. And I attribute that to my grandfather. Do you have anything you want to ask me? Um. Well, I know. I know just from our relationship that, that if it were to be a, a living person, you would be thanking me for all that I've done for you. But since it's we're not. We're supposed to be humble, Robin. Okay. Humble. Right. That was a joke. Yes. Okay. I, I got it. I got all right. it. So, Teresa, if you could write a thank you note to anyone, who would that person be? You know, I do believe it would be to my mother. She passed away when I was 14. I was adopted and um, found out she had cancer. They took her and we took her to MD Anderson uh, Hospital in Texas. And uh, she died shortly after that. I always, you know, I always was angry with her um, because she was so strict on me, um, very strict. But, you know, when I reflect back, 
she taught me the things that I've implemented into my life on a daily basis. Like she would talk to me about my posture. She would say, stand up tall, keep your shoulders back. And I don't know why she did that, but she did. Uh, she taught me how to set a table. She taught me the importance of hard work. Um, here's how you vacuum. Here's how you clean. Here's how you put clothes on a clothesline. Um, all those things that she taught me, I use, although I don't use a clothesline. Um, she was a very disciplined person to me, too strict. But what do I know? I mean, she grew up in the days of the Depression. So did my father. And they didn't have anything when they were kids. And so I think she was trying to teach me the value of hard work, um, being excellent in all that you do and present yourself in a way. And she didn't say this, but I took it as now I take it, present yourself in a way uh, with excellence unto the Lord you know, whether it be your posture or what you're doing around your home or what you're saying or how you're driving or, or what you're eating. Are you acknowledging God in all your ways? And are you doing it for him with excellence? I guess she taught me the value of doing everything with excellence. That's very good. And I think I would definitely, uh, I feel bad for a lot of years. Uh, I was angry with her because of the way she raised me, I didn't think she loved me. You know, I felt abandoned, rejected, but, but I, as I reflect back, I believe that was her way of loving me is teaching me those things, instilling those things in me uh, that taught me the value of respect and honor and honoring one another. Yeah. I think uh, there are times we would love to be friends with our children, but that's not what they need. No. They need us to be who we are, their parents. Right. And we implemented that as we were raising our children when we got together. I mean, our the oldest child was 16. The youngest was uh, the twins, four years old. And we never tried to be their buddy buddies. We love them, but we expected excellence from them as well. And I'm sure they probably felt the same way about us that I did about my mother sure. when she was raising me. It's just that I didn't get to see her past the age of 14, you know, sure. and, and and they still have us around. So, um, yeah, uh, I don't think being buddy buddies with your kids works. I really don't. Well, Robin, we got to wrap up this show and you have been a fantastic guest and I'm so grateful I, for you. Oh, well, it has been an honor like it has always been uh -huh. every day a blessing. And that is a gift from God. That's right. Everyone, we love you. And um, we just, we're just so thankful for you. Thank you for listening. I'm Teresa Rowe. Everyone have a blessed rest of your day. Bye. Thank you for listening to Shape by Faith with Teresa Rowe. Remember to visit shapebyfaith.com to find out more about workouts, the TV show, podcasts, blogs, Shape by Faith products, and much more.